record. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the TR90 weight management call. Uh, my name is Frank Lomas. I'm speaking in from my home here in Lompoc, California. See if I get it right this time. 54 miles north of Santa Barbara <laughs> on Highway 1 up the coastline I'm in a beautiful central coast. Uh, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, uh, this call takes place Monday through Friday at this time, 6.40 a.m. Pacific time. Adjust for your time zones across the country as you listen in and uh, make it on time. These calls are also recorded. They're posted on SoundCloud, www.sound, S-O-U-N-D, cloud, C-L-O-U-D.com. Under my name, Frank Lomas, and you can probably put in TR90 and some other things in there. It might pop up, but it's definitely, you know, since I own an account, it, it, you can find it that way. And they're also immediately available once posted as a podcast from your uh, favorite podcast software on your phone or tablet or computer, wherever you have it. Uh, TR90 is our weight management program, uh, which uh, are my beautiful uh, co-associate here on these calls, Susan Mahone, goes into uh, at the beginning of her call and goes to details on it, so I won't spend much time on that. Uh, but it's a, it's a very effective program. It's been in, uh, around for a number of years now, and we've had a lot of success at people reaching their weight, weight goals, uh, weight and fitness goals using that program. My background prior to coming on with New Skin and uh, business-wise was in the mortgage banking industry. I was in that for a number of years, uh, financing tracts of homes throughout Southern California and doing very well. And then I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> I, I, my job owned me. I didn't like being owned by a job. You could never take off. You could never go anywhere. At least I didn't feel I could. It was just stressful. And I was looking for, there's got to be something else that I could do that might alleviate some of my stress. And one of the things I found was this industry and this company, New Skin, and it's allowed me to have what I call a carpet commute, where I get to walk one bedroom to the other and go to work each day. Now, uh, I used to be a former, I'm a, I'm, I'll be 67 September 4th. Uh, I was in my 30s. I was late 20s and 30s. I was a competitive bodybuilder and a competitive uh, powerlifter. And so I have some experience with the gym, and we still work out today. My wife and I have been together since I was, see, she was 14. I was 15. We lived on the same street, went to the same grade school, junior high, high school, college, et cetera. Uh, and we've been here all this time, and we started lifting together. She started lifting with me probably when I was 18, uh, you know, 18 in college age. We started working out together from that point. We've been lifting together ever since. And so we still still do it to this day to stay uh, stay uh, healthy. Uh, we just returned to the gym last month, of course, of course, because of COVID, and we're starting to enjoy our workouts again. And I'm last week I shared so shared a uh, concept called the one the one easy workout trick that'll change your life forever. It tells you how to measure what you're lifting. Lifting, and I'm gonna go into some more detail about that over the next couple of weeks here that I hope you'll enjoy. So I'm gonna get started. And this is, again, by Pete Sisko. I don't take any credit for this. I gather these. And he's built upon people who came before him, like uh, Arthur Jones, who invented the Knowledge Machines, and, and uh, a guy named Pete Darn, a PhD. I can't remember what college Pete was, uh, uh, Barden's was Dar Peter Darden was from. But he talked about high-intensity workouts and some of the bodybuilders that used that and how it was a growing science years ago. And that led maybe to some of Pete's uh, discoveries here. This e-book e that I'm reading from is called uh, Pete Sisko's Power Factor Workout. I ordered it online, beginning of the internet probably years ago, and, uh, and had several, uh, he's updated over the years, and so we get growing here. And I'm going to leave out some of them because there's a lot of stuff to cover. But let's get started. Working with facts instead of gym lore. 
Have you ever read a clinical study of something related to fitness? They're awash in vague wording and tenuous conclusions. I should say at the outset uh, that he has the highest regard for the logic and empirics. I can't say I'll just say the logic is the foundation of science, and I appreciate, appreciate that careful language needs to be used in making claims of discovery. But at the same time, there's a risk of wording finding so carefully that meaning is lost, at the very least so watered down as to leave no oppression. Uh, Pete says he loved the guys like Newton and Einstein who provided conclusions you could measure. F equals MA or E equals MC squared, for example. Nothing tenuous here. Those are conclusions you can hang your hat on. In the world of fitness, we get statements such as studies suggesting operating a muscle against resistance has a tendency to cause hypertrophy. More research is required. But when does a study ever say the final research has been done and the definitive conclusions? His point is bringing up that there's, there's needless doubt and confusion in the world of fitness, specifically regard, regarding building muscle and getting stronger. And again, this goes for both men and women. Muscles are muscles. Uh, women just won't get as large because they don't have the right hormones, typically. You know, they're not going to you know, kind of bust out of your clothes and you're dressed or you're, anything else you're wearing just because you start lifting weights, ladies. So calm down out there. Just look at the mirror of fitness magazines that come out every 30 days with new workouts on how to sculpt your abs or build your arms or get in shape. I'm here to tell you there's nothing new in weightlifting <laughs> and, and, and the science behind it. The variation and contradiction of the workouts is astounding. Do you do one set, two sets, three sets, four different exercises per muscle, multiple workouts per week, different workouts for men than women, and next month every magazine has a new variation of the same goal? How many different permeations is that over a decade? Friends, strength training is not rocket science. Mankind is known for at least since the time of Milo the Greek, who over 2,000 years ago was said to have lifted a calf every day until it became a full-grown bull. That increasing weight from workout to workout is what made a person stronger and stronger. This isn't a suggestion. This isn't a tendency. And no more research is necessary on a specific point. Lifting, lifting progressively heavier weights makes a human progressively stronger, period. Now, okay, so why not bench press 100 pounds today and keep adding 10 pounds every day for a year? Heck, in 365 days, you'd be benching 3,750 3, pounds. Well, we also know that won't work. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be bench pressing two or three tons after a year of training. Again, this phenomenon is not a tendency. It's an absolute reality in 100% of known human experience, experiments, formal and informal. Now, and I'm also sure if we could talk to Miley and say, well, you know what? I really need to lift that calf every day. I took days off to recover, especially when he got heavy. What we know is one, fact one, lifting progressively heavier weights makes a human progressively stronger. Two, and, and let me throw it in there, regardless of your age, you're not too old to start. <laughs> In order to lift progressively heavier weights, a human needs to rest between lifts. So a logical question arises, which most people might ask is, how much rest is required? The logical answer is the amount of rest that permits you to actually lift more weight the next time you lift. This is easily found experimentally for each individual. You didn't press more after two days off, guess what? Rest for three days. Still didn't lift more, rest for four days, and so on. And that's where I think last week uh, I was talking about once I reach a peak, we get to train sometimes just once a month, and we progress through the entire year by leaps and bounds over. I mean, the other guys in the gym physically have asked me, what are you doing <laughs> in the past? It's kind of funny. 
Using only these two facts, not tendency or hypotheses, but facts, anyone can increase his or her strength enormously. Here's another fact. Fact. Muscles adapt almost exclusively independent of each other. That is to say, lifting a weight with your biceps muscle will not directly cause hypertrophy, that's the expanded growth in your muscle, in your calf or your hamstring muscles. I, and we have to say almost, almost exclusively because there's a slight symbosis when heavy exercises causes an increase of growth hormone and other metabolic functions that assist all muscle growth, assuming that assuming growth has been stimulated in the first place by specific exercises. The logical conclusion we need to use specific exercises for each muscle or muscle group, a quadricep exercise for quadricep muscles, a chest exercise for chest muscles, and so on. Nothing too controversial here so far. The other question arises is, what is the best exercise for each muscle? And the logical answer is, the exercise that permits, permits that muscle to lift the most weight. So suppose, and this is where you watch crazy things going in a gym, all just bizarre movements. I, what are you working on? <laughs> so suppose there are five different bicep exercises, and there are, these are the weights you can perform with them. A, 35 pounds. B, 50 pounds. C, 165 pounds. D, 95 pounds. E, 110 pounds. Now remember, this is all bicep exercises. One, two, three, four, five different weights. Isn't it clear and unambiguous which exercise is the best one used to stimulate growth in your biceps? Why work your biceps with a 50-pound exercise when they're capable of lifting 165 pounds in another bicep exercise? It makes no sense. <laughs> Moreover, why do a, a set of 165 exercises followed by a set of 95, followed by a set of 50? Should Milo have lifted, lifted, <laughs> should Milo have lifted a bull, a dog, and then a chicken? <laughs> Does anyone honestly think that would have made him get even stronger than just lifting the bull? Believe me, with some muscle groups, I could lift exercise all the way up to X, Y, and Z, and probably beyond. Just go stand in the gym and watch people doing things. There are dozens of ineffective, time-wasting exercises. They only allow the target muscle to lift less weight than the maximum weight exercise. Okay, here's one more fact uh, applicable, applicable to 100% of humans. The heavier the weight lifted, the less time it can be held. Whether you do conventional full range lifting, which is what probably everybody else listening, listening out there does, or slow lifting, or strong range partials, which is what I do, or static holes. Now, static holes is what kind of made Pete Sisko famous with uh, uh, Anthony Robbins. There's, I have a video of Pete doing a leg sled, a leg press, where you lay on the, you're laying this device, your legs kind of pointing upwards at an angle, you put weight on the end of the thing, you push upwards with your legs, and, and he lifts, sitting on it, they welded, they made this contraption where a standard leg press, he lifts a Toyota with his legs. <laughs> and that's what caught everybody's attention. What the heck was that? How did that guy do that? And so uh, that, that, that was his, uh, his, his partial. And he started out by, you would just get the most weight you could hold in a, in a safe manner with spotters with perfectly in a, what's called a smith machine with a protection so the weight can drop on you. You push it up as the much weight you can hold for five seconds. And that's it. If you can if you can hold it for 15 seconds, you don't have enough weight on it. The most you can hold for five seconds. That's static training. Partial rep training is moving the bar in the range and I'll see if I can talk you through my uh, picture of a bench press. Bench press, laying flat on your back, bar, bar over your chest, arms 
about shoulder width apart, and you press upwards, bring it back down. Full range would be going up the top of your arms, bring it back down to your chest, back up again. Full range, that's what most people do. Remember, you got to do full range, your muscle's not going to develop. Partials are you secure the bar so you only have maybe two to th- one, to, one to two inches of movement at the very top range. That is your max, that is your strongest range of lift. And you'll be surprised, you can probably load maybe 50 to 75% more weight you can do now, and you do as many reps as you can, and we'll talk about timing of that again. But that's a partial lift. So whether you do conventional full range lifting or slow lifting or strong range partials or static holds, the amount of time you can support the weight goes down as the weight goes up. That's why 100% of people can do more reps at 30 pounds than they can with 100 pounds. And heavy weight is the key to maximum muscle growth stimulation, not greatly sustained time. Remember, the amazing thing about our friend Milo is that he lifted a very heavy bull. Not that he lifted a dog for a minute more each day until he eventually held a dog all day long without putting it down. That's why gyms are full of heavy weights instead of light dumbbells and comfortable chairs to sit in for hours while holding light weights. If your goal is bigger, stronger, more powerful muscles, and it should be for even women, you will get bigger, stronger, and more powerful muscles by lifting a progressively heavier weight on every exercise during each workout. You can only do the above by getting enough time off between workouts. The most effective exercise for each muscle or muscle group is the one that permits you to lift the most weight with that muscle. When you measure the intensity of every exercise and workout, you can engineer productive workouts with mathematical certainty. As always, he doesn't ask you to take any of what he's saying on faith. And he says here, after all, I'm selling something. So you should be skeptical. Test one of all these facts in the gym. Each, each is easy to test. If your experience overturns you in the bud, I'm sure the entire world of exercise science will want to study you. Well, that's how I did. I started testing it. And it's like, holy cow, what a difference. <laughs> Once you know and understand these facts, you really see how silly all those magazines articles, magazine articles are with the workout de jour for various body parts, especially when this month's advice contradicts last month's advice, as it often does. Now, I'm going to speed forward here, these pages. Let's see here. Uh, bear with me, is that? Uh, on here, sorry, leave you a blank there. Dead time on air is awful. All right. All right, here we go. Uh, I'll jump in here. This is a start. If you exert 100% effort on a day when you're coming down with the flu, let's see here, back up. Yeah, coming down with the flu, you have seriously overtrained or just worried about some work related personal stress, your 100% effort won't trigger any new muscle growth because it'll be less than. Less than last, less than last workouts, 100% effort. So the Jones Mincer, uh, weight the body, Arthur Jones, knowledge guy, Mike Mincer, former Pat, uh, bodybuilder, definition of intensity is subjective, not objective. Science needs to have objective definitions. It needs numbers, not feelings. To get consistent progress, you need to have a better way to measure the intensity of each every exercise, which is what we talked about last time I was on the call. You need a better way to ensure progressive overload on your muscles, and you need a better way to avoid overtraining. This, the power factor workout, will provide you with two objective, meaningful, and exact measurements so you can determine the intensity of every exercise you perform and clearly see the progress or lack of progress you're making. Now, I'm going to go into all the 
the, the power factor and power intensity, because we talked about power factor, basically, that was the formula I gave you. You take the, make sure I re, recite it to you properly. You, you take, you add up the total weight that you lift during the exercise, 10 sets of 100 is 1,000 pounds. Divide that number by how long, by the time it takes you to lift it. You should have a stopwatch in your hand. Your partner should have a stopwatch measuring you and counting properly for you. So you know exactly how many reps you did and how long it took you to do it. And, and then you divide that, number, uh, divide that number by the time it takes you to lift it. And that's your magic, magic number. It'll give you a factor of how you improve from time to time to time. Um, now, going back to where I was, let's see here. Conventional training and conventional personal trainers tell people that to build muscle, they need to go into a gym with a myriad of confusing equipment and grind down an hour of hard work three times per week in perpetuity. There we go. So guess what? Hardly anyone works out like that on a consistent basis. Many try, but few stick with it, and even fewer succeed in reaching their goals because of the many fallacies of conventional training advice. So most people have suboptimal results. Two of the most common things family doctors like to hear from patients are, Doc, I'd like to lose some weight, and I, Doc, I need more energy. And I'm sure you already know what delivers both of those in spades. Strength training, lose fat, have more energy, more natural testosterone, more natural HGH, fewer wrinkles, denser bones, lower blood sugar, lower cholesterol, so on and so on and so on. It's a generally established medical fact that the benefits of resistance training are, practic are a practical fountain of youth. And I don't mean to sound like the wild claims made by nutritional supplement companies, but it's really true. In fact, resistant training honestly delivers the health benefits that those pills never will. Now, they go, oh, I'll just continue on. Here's a partial list. Osteoporosis. As we age, our bones naturally get more porous and less dense. That makes them more brittle and prone to breaking. Resistance training reverses this process and adds density to bones. Cholesterol. Heavy weightlifting exercise lowers LDL, the bad cholesterol, and increases ACL, the good cholesterol. These are two key markers of heart disease that are improved by heavy exercise. HGH, human growth hormone. I'm not talking about the synthetic HGH. HGH is constantly advertised over the Internet. Heavy resistance training causes your body to produce more of its own, perfect for your natural growth hormone. Increased HGH is known to boost sexual potency, improve your sleep, Improve memory and increase the wrinkles in your skin. Testosterone. Resistance training naturally increases levels of testosterone, which delays the onset of, of andropause, also known as male menopause. Fat loss. Adding muscle to your body increases your basal metabolic rate, which means you'll naturally burn more calories and lose fat 24 hours a day. Adding just 5 pounds of new muscle will burn off 20 to 30 pounds of fat annually. More energy. Having more, more muscle means every activity throughout the day is less taxing. That means having more energy left over to enjoy life more. Look better. Resistance training changes the composition of your body in two very positive ways. It increases lean body mass and decreases fat. In short, resistance training makes you look younger and more fit. Now, I'm going to run out of time before I can cover some of more details, so this will be an ongoing series, I guess you'll call it. Uh, efficient weightlifting defined, I think is what I call this. But I'm going to make a comment here. Again, I'll be 67. I'm going to brag a little bit. Uh, I'm still fit. <laughs> I look like a weightlifter. Not a big weightlifter anymore. I, but I look fit. You know, you can tell I do something in the gym. Uh, my wife is shapely now. She'll be 60. Her birthday is May 14th, and she'll be 65. Uh, she'll be 65. And we constantly 
where we go. People go, they find out our age, they go, you're kidding me. <laughs> What's going on? I, in fact, when I turned 55, I got carded twice as a senior trying to use my cart, you know, as a, getting a senior discount. We look young. And I attribute it to the years of weightlifting and our products from New Skin that I use religiously. I've already, I don't use all the, uh, the A's-Lock, uh, the, the, the pearls too much. I like, they're expensive. So I, my wife uses those things more than I do. But I do 180, morning and night, the 180 system. I, I love that. It's simple. It's easy. For a guy, I think, guy, I, at first I was hesitant to do thing, but I, God, it's just, I love it. Your skin feels so good. And you know. Now, I stopped using it for a while. I got lazy doing, a, doing this uh, COVID thing. and stopped using it for a while. And then the minute I start using it, Two days later, you can see the difference in my skin. And somebody goes, wow, what are you doing different? I mean, it was like, it's like clockwork they said that. They was telling you that these, working out and using these products will help you look younger and longer and stay healthier longer. Now, uh, we got, well, it's the top of the hour, so I can't go into more detail about the partial lifts and all that. We'll cover that next one. We'll keep advancing along here, getting an idea out there. But, so I'll stop now and not keep you guys on too long. Again, I remind you, these calls are recorded. SoundCloud, you can get them. Uh, we hear Monday through Friday, and with that, I'll open up the line and let you yak at me for a minute. Mute, mute, mute. There it is. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. That was very fascinating. Hey, yeah, there's more to come. Hey, there's more to come. You're welcome. I, like I said, I think if you just even you adopt a few of these things, you'll find uh, you'll improve uh, a lot more. And I, I will say, I'll go into more detail in the next but not getting injured, doing partial lifts, not that full. I know everybody says do full range, but you'll just be amazed how you just won't hurt yourself and how much stronger you'll get faster and see results faster. And we'll talk about that in detail. Uh, maybe I guess that'll be Tuesday's call. So, all right, well, nothing else left here. Again, I remind you all, stay safe, keep your distance, keep washing your hands. We're not out of the woods yet. Uh, I read an article. <laughs> hey, I hate to laugh about this, but it just karma is a strong thing. Uh, in Holland, the guy was one of those anti-everything anti guys declaring that there's no COVID and all this. He had a big old party. He died yesterday. And 36 people who attended the thing who wore no mask, all jumping around together, this is recent, are sick. Don't be a knucklehead. <laughs> if you don't believe it, you know, go in, the, go in the woods and do that. But stay away from other people doing that. So stay safe, everybody. We can beat this thing. And uh, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>